0: Welcome to Be Flossom, the good enough podcast. This show encourages entrepreneurs to embrace their flaws and be awesome, promote their business without shame on social media and grow it to support the life they truly desire to live. I'm your host, Anita Kirkbride, social media trainer and brainstormer extraordinaire, founder of the Flossom League Social Media Academy for Business and Twerp Communications Inc. Today, I'm speaking with Kaylee Elwell. She's the CEO of her own brand consulting company, better known as The Brand Story Consultant. She's a writer, editor, and public speaker who consults with women entrepreneurs to help them become confident and consistent when telling their brand story. Kaylee is able to capture your personal brand and bridge the gap to your business's core values and messaging in order to make it engaging, impactful, and profitable. So I am really looking forward to talking to Kaylee today, because as I just said to her, and I'll repeat for all of the listeners, I don't think I'm very good at telling stories. So welcome, Kaylee.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And I'm sure we can get some good stories out of you.
0: (laughs) I have a few good stories. But you know, the thing for me is that I feel like my life, especially in the last year, is pretty boring and that there's no stories in the boring.
1: Yes and no. So I typically get three top limiting beliefs right off the bat, where these women who are purpose driven entrepreneurs, they come to me and they say, you know, I have a brand, I have an idea for a brand, I have this small business I want to start. But I'm kind of boring, like this thing happened to me, or you know, something never happened to me. But I just saw this Event happened, and all of a sudden they start talking. And I'm like, You're telling me five to 10 different stories without knowing that you're telling me five to 10 different stories. I constantly hear, You know, I don't have a story to tell. I need more followers, or I need a bigger brand audience before telling my story, or no one's going to listen to my story. And there's so many different ways of what I call flipping the script. So by you saying, you know, like, I um, this year was kind of this year might have been boring, but what about all the years prior? You know, what about your childhood? Did anything happen in your childhood? And it doesn't need to necessarily be something traumatic or something extremely exciting. It could simply be your perception of an interaction that you witnessed.
0: I think that's what it is for me and for a lot of people. I look back at my childhood, which was perfectly fine and normal, Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit boring. And we don't see those things as having any relevance. Like, sure, I obviously had a childhood and lived a lot of years as a child. And probably lots of things happened. (laughs) How do you help people pull those stories out and find those things that they've maybe forgotten happened that they could be using?
1: Right. So, two ways to answer that question. One is through an hour and a half consultation appointment, I have a what I like to call indulgent list of questions that essentially boils down to your lens. Right. And what I call your lens is your relatability factor. Right. And that's your other answer there is your what is your relatability factor? Mm-hmm. So your lens could be, for instance, the best example I like to use is Dave Ramsey. So Dave Ramsey is a money connoisseur, right? Like he knows everything that there is to know about money, but who are the people that he's helping? His lens within that financial realm are people in debt. Debt is his language. He can speak on debt, how to get out of debt, all the different types of debt, 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 debt. For you, you... Help with social media. What is your speciality within social media?
0: Well, helping people see their content, helping them find their content. Yeah.
1: Great. So if we were to take your business side, right? Because there is personal branding and there's business branding, Mm -hmm. right? Professional branding. Now, if we look at you behind the curtain, there's so many relatability factors for you. You're a woman, that's a whole community. You are a mother, that's a whole community. Are you a wife or a partner? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a whole community, right? You run a household. There are so many women, mother entrepreneurs who need social media help, who need that extra engagement coaching. Um, They need that extra guidance that you can provide them. You have a specific language that you can talk to them in due to your relatability factors, as well as your speciality runs. In my line of work, what I do is I take all of the things about you behind the curtain, that personal branding, those personal elements, those relatability factors. And I help bridge the gap through my indulgent list of questions to help you find your lens and to bridge that gap from your language to your customers.
0: You know, I had a little light bulb moment there when you were talking because I help people find their content and I mm-hmm. it don't, think I've ever really thought about it before that I'm helping them find their stories. I'm just not using that language. I don't say I help you find your stories. I help you find your content. And I think story has this really big, it holds this weight, right? It has to be big, It has to be traumatic. It has to be exotic. It has to be exciting. Maybe stories don't have to be any of that.
1: They don't. They don't. I'm so happy that you're bringing this up because what I feel like is my differentiator is story. Just to take a step back, the word story has blown up. Mm -hmm. Mindfulness blew up a couple of years ago. Meditation blew up again a couple of years ago. Now it's story. Now you hear, oh, we help you tell your story. Oh, yep, you're a photographer. You do help tell a story, but your speciality, your lens, is telling story in a very different medium and a very different fashion than a copy editor, or copywriter, or a social media consultant. Right? We do all help tell women's or entrepreneurs or consumers stories, but the way we go about it is so different. So yes, the word story completely has blown up. And I think it's also created mucky waters for consumers because you hear the word story and now everybody has their own definition of story, which is something that I really tap into with my clients is, okay, I heard you use the word, for example, love 500 times. What does love mean to you? Can you define that for me? And how does it translate into your business? Because those words that you use to define that word love are also words that we need to use within your copy, within your story. So that when you say the word love, your consumers, your clients are immediately tapped into the same meaning and the same perspective as you. Mm -hmm. It's really creating that immersive environment with your language for what I do that creates a cohesive brand message but yes to your point that's correct story has gone all sorts of different ways Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's our job right it's your job as a content engager and creator to really help people stop the scroll and then it's people like me that are like okay let me help you with your copy and your story so that you can what i call repurpose rinse repeat use the caption right use that caption element of social media or the blogs that you're on or the podcasts that you're on, you have a solid concrete story that is yes, the same every single time for that consistency, that stability, that trust for your client and consumer. But it's also exciting and passionate and it can be boring sometimes, but how can we make those boring elements relatable? And that's all it boils down to at the end of the day is how can we connect, right? That emotional Brands, because we're not selling a product or a service. We're selling an emotion at the end of the day.
0: What's your best tip for people who say, I don't have any stories to tell for recognizing the nugget of a story?
1: There's a technique that I tell people to do first, which is flip the script. And I say it all starts with you. So, you is an acronym for yuck, organize, and unapologetic. So, yuck is recognizing the thought, that yucky, icky thought, acknowledging it. Organize is to essentially reorganize your thoughts. So flipping that script, right? There's that flipping the script component of, okay, I understand that I'm telling myself I don't have a story to tell, but I also have told probably 10 different stories today, whether it's gossip whether it's recountants, right? Like recounting events, yes. whether I'm telling my daughter, I don't know, how dinosaurs no longer exist. you know, you're constantly storytelling without even realizing it. And then that unapologetic piece is the part that can really make all the difference where you be authentic to yourself. And that comes with a lot of different things, right? That's an whole umbrella, but doing something that's unapologetically you for your brand, show up. So get on social media and do a live and share a little piece of yourself. Doesn't have to be an intimate thing. It doesn't have to be an argument that you got into, like with your spouse or anything like that. It can simply be if you're a farmer, for instance, okay, I want to just take you all I'm about to go and harvest whatever crop. I want to show you how it's done. That's letting your customer into your world. Are you as a consumer going to purchase something that you have no idea where it comes from? You have no idea where it's harvested. You have no idea how it was treated throughout its lifespan. Or are you going to now be emotionally invested in the life that you watched happen?
0: I think it's interesting that you mentioned farmer specifically, because one of my (laughs) favorite uh, accounts to follow on TikTok of all places is Iowa Dairy Farmer. Really? (laughs) And that's what he does. He takes his his phone and he shows how the machines work. He shows what the barns look like, how happy and healthy the animals are. Little things like this one cow in particular that will go around and around and around its stall a certain number of times every day. Mm. And show the personality of the animals around the farm. And I mean, he's trying to change people's minds about farming right and to show where the food comes from and and all that kind of stuff but it's just interesting because he's just pulling up his phone and showing the daily stuff and yeah. that is his story people including myself think that story is a thing and it's not it's really it's oh, emotion it's emotion it's a way of life you know it's just showing yeah. what's going on that is part of your story
1: exactly so go back to your previous question of How do you even approach telling yourself, right? Moving past that question of, I don't even have a story to tell. How do I start telling my story? Education, (laughs) let people into your world. What you may perceive as boring probably isn't boring to someone else somewhere else, right? I think right now I would give anything to watch <laughs> someone who has a pretty like stable, consistent, everyday, boring life, because my life is pretty consistently like chaotic and crazy. And that's the way that I choose to live and I can organize and structure my life that way to work like a pretty well-oiled machine in the chaos. But every once in a while, like I do crave watching someone in the calm or someone completely opposite of me. So. If you're telling yourself, I don't have a story to tell, what makes you you?
0: One of the other stories that people tell themselves that's a mindset issue is that, well, everybody knows this. Why would I tell them? There's a million other people out there talking about this or everybody already. This is common sense. How do you combat that kind of mindset?
1: No one has your story. No one has your eyes. No one has your perception. No one has, no one is you. I mean, you and I can watch the same TikTok and pick up on probably two to three different things. Watching the same TikTok at the same moment, Mm -hmm. the same phone. I mean, twins that grew up together in the same household, they grew up with different perspectives. They had, primarily all of the same experiences, probably up until they went to school, right? And then once you're kind of immersed in a whole new environment, but they they have their own personalities, they have their own minds and feeling like, oh, someone else is already doing that. You're almost doing the world or a community a disservice by not putting your story and your voice out into the world. and. Yeah. It's been really a life lesson for me, too. I mean, even though I'm an advocate for brand stories, I'm an advocate for women sharing their stories. I mean, there's been a lot that's happened to me that I have not yet said or have not yet shared. And I'm like, okay, but in the right time, I will share these things. So don't feel like you have to share everything at once. Don't feel like you have nothing to share at the same time. Take it in bite-sized pieces. You know, whatever you're called to share at that moment, let people in Mm. because someone will connect with it. And who knows, maybe you can make a sale. Maybe you can make a new friend, a new connection, new network.
0: Yeah, I love the word disservice. I often say that to people too. Mm -hmm. You're doing the world and your ideal customers a disservice by not sharing yourself Mm -hmm. as an option. And I I just looked off to the side here for a second Mm -hmm. because there's a quote that I keep meaning to print out and put on my bulletin board. And it's something like, how dare you think that you're so special, you get to keep yourself away from the world. Mm-hmm. Like the world deserves to have you in it kind of thing. Yeah. And what makes you that. think you're so special that you can hide?
1: Yes, I love that. I think, God, if I could sit here and think of all the quotes that I tell people all the time. <laughs> I mean, they're all very similar to that. I think you can't start a business, start a brand, expect strangers to find you without putting yourself out there. You have to show up, you have to tell your story. Your story is what is going to sell. There's something I tell people all the time, which is tell, don't sell. And the more you tell your story, whatever it is, whatever piece it is that day, I think my social media boosted the moment I started showing up on lives. And that's how I thought of sharing my podcast live. I was like, this is great. I'm going to take it off of Spotify. I'm going to take it off of Apple. And I'm just going to solely have it on Instagram live. That way it's more interactive. More people can find me. More people can find the people that I'm interviewing. More people can interact with someone's story. And that's what we want to do right humans are so (laughs) self-centered beings no matter how selfless we tell ourselves that we are we always want to interject we always want to be a part of i mean fomo is a is an acronym in the world for a reason the fear of missing out it is a thing it is a feeling it is it is a visceral reaction (laughs) that we have so I mean, flip the script that way too, by not putting your story out into the world. Someone has the fear of missing you Mm -hmm. without you even knowing it.
0: What's your favorite way to put your stories out right now?
1: Um, it's definitely, I mean, Instagram is huge for me. I mean, I, I don't have a huge following, but I definitely increased my following in such a short amount of time. I think I only had like, not that numbers matter, but I had 150 followers in like November December. And now I'm up to like 500. And it's only May. So I feel like that's pretty good. But I did that by showing up. I did that by sharing my story. I did that by putting myself out there on lives and on posts and sharing parts of myself. But I also started engaging in more podcasts, not as the host, but as the guest. I started going to different workshops. And teaching people at those workshops about brand story, going to different associations and saying, hey, can I teach a three-part series that I have on how to develop your voice and how to stand out as a brand and how to own your story, getting past those hurdles. I mean, it's all about putting yourself out there and creating in the process as well. I think that that whole fight or flight <laughs> thing, is it's true. And yeah, I feel like, It's been difficult uh, for many people in the pandemic, being separated for so many people to share themselves with other people. But technology, we live in the age of such amazing, evolved technology. Take advantage of it. Connect with people. Make a, I have not yet, but go ahead and make a reel. Make a TikTok. Be unapologetically yourself.
0: And just start.
1: Yeah, I and think yeah.
0: I have said this on every single episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. but if you don't start, you can't get better. You yeah. have to start somewhere. Absolutely. Tell me about, so you're doing reels. Are you on, tic- on t- reels on TikTok? You're doing reels on Instagram?
1: <laughs> nope. I've not nope. touched those yet okay. and I should. I know shame on me, but <laughs> life has been so chaotic lately. But,
0: but you're doing I, lives on Instagram.
1: I'm doing lives and I love lives. Lives were a really big hurdle For me, they were scary (laughs) to do. I mean, I've always been an advocate for other women, other brands, other businesses. I've been behind the scenes my whole life to come out and be my own story, Mm -hmm. to come out and be my own face of my own brand has been a major learning curve for me, and There's nothing better than turning on the live function of stories (laughs) and being like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Can't take it back now. And it's been great. I've been able to connect with so many more people. I've been able to push myself and grow outside of my comfort zone.
0: So are you going live at regular times or are you just going live whenever a thought hits? How are you planning that out for your social media?
1: Is there a strategic plan? No. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, authenticity is such a big pillar within my brand and authenticity to me is allowing creativity to strike and sharing that creativity when it strikes. So I was trying to be a little structured for my audience and come on every other morning or every morning that didn't last very long. <laughs> I will go back to doing that once I move into my new space. But every Wednesday, I go live. Every single Wednesday, whether it's at 9, 10, or 12 o'clock, I've been going live Eastern Standard Time with a guest. And I come on and I share parts of my story too. But I really, once again, try to highlight them and try to elevate them and enhance their customer interaction or their prospective clients or network. Connection is just such another big part of me and my brand. And also identity, I mean, going back to that question of what lights you up, what creates you to find joy in life has been something big that I'm going to be rolling out with soon with workbooks and with little ways that people can start the process of telling their story, get out of that comfort zone and and start doing little things, asking themselves questions, journal prompts, that kind of stuff to really figure out the best methodology for them to start telling their story.
0: So when you started doing social media for yourself to build your brand, did you have any episodes or incidents where things didn't go quite as planned, where things were flossom? And tell us about Mm -hmm. that, how it worked out in the end.
1: Oh yeah. I mean (laughs) a lot of the women that come on my podcast, and I've had some men too on Apple and Spotify and stuff, but we're all human we are not perfect like i'm a mother of a toddler i also work two jobs have my own company i'm in the process of moving i'm in a new state like there's so many and also the internet here is just the worst like it'll go out with a single cloud in the sky you have to roll with the punches you just do i think At first, ego would step in and I would say to myself, oh my God, I'm going to lose followers. Oh my God, nobody's going to come back and watch another episode because the internet just cut out and I just lost the whole interview. Oh my God, the person I'm interviewing is probably not going to sign back on and I'm not going to be able to finish the interview. But you cut yourself some slack. This is my word of the week is grace, right? Giving yourself that space to have some grace is huge. And I've had the internet cut out. I've lost the whole entire interview, and thankfully, I've had the people that I was interviewing be so engrossed in the conversation and want to carry the conversation out, and they have so much fun in the conversation because it's the first time they get to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's another thing is sharing your story is an opportunity to talk about yourself. What do you love about yourself? Talk about it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sure that there's people that can relate to it or can connect to it or. And offer advice unsolicited sometimes, but roll with the punches, put it all out there, see what sticks, and then evolve, grow, learn. So many opportunities can come from stepping outside your comfort zone. And when things go wrong, sometimes it's the best case scenario, because then the next time that thing that happens, that just went wrong, you know how to recover from it.
0: That brings up a story that I actually remember. (laughs) And I see it as an opportunity. Live streaming came around a few years ago. I actually jumped on this idea of live streaming pretty quickly for somebody with imposter syndrome, you know, all those issues, and very comfortable on video now. But at the time I wasn't, this thing called Blab came around. It was a platform for live streaming conversations. And then I started doing Facebook Live when that came around. (laughs) I remember setting up a series, a scheduled series of Facebook lives that I wanted to do to promote an upcoming program. And the first day I did the live, my internet cut out. And I, crap, now what? I restarted and I started talking again, and my internet cut out. Well, I think I did it four times. Before my internet was fine, and I was able to get through the whole thing. And people actually managed to follow me from one to two to three to the fourth and watched the whole live. But it was later, that was the day that we figured out that our microwave interfered with our Wi Fi signal. No way and somebody was in the kitchen making lunch while I was trying to do this (laughs) session. And every time they started the microwave, it would interfere with the Wi Fi signal somehow. Wow. So that's how I learned to make sure that every time I was going live, nobody was using our microwave. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And I just rolled with it. And now I have a funny story to tell about the fact that one of my first Facebook live sessions, my internet kept going out because somebody was trying to have lunch. Yeah.
1: you know, that, And you can make that into so many different types of stories. This is another thing that I love about storytelling is you can take five different people, five very different people and have them tell their version of that story of it happening to them. And you can have the person who's super educational and science fact-based, and you know, talk about how the waves of the microwave work or whatever it is, and and how it interferes scientifically with the microphone waves. Then you can have someone who's very artistic and and very colorful talk about how the food from the microwave was smelling and that's how they detected, oh yeah, I keep hearing the loud beeping and then you can take another (laughs) person, right? And like storytelling can be told in so many different ways. The same story can be told in so many different ways and that is how we connect with people. Like that is what makes us human is what we stick to. Which story, which one of those stories, the same exact story told five different ways which one do we relate to the most? That's the one we're gonna remember. And that's why story works so well within branding and business and social media is because stories stick in our brains. It's actually like a chemical reaction that happens with dopamine and serotonin that react to the way a story is told to us, that we remember it, we remember that brand. Colors is the same thing. That's why we love logos so much. (laughs) is which colors stick in our brains. I love that story because the way that you told it is yours. And that's what makes it unique.
0: See, and the issue I have, the reason I say I'm not a good storyteller is because I look at that story and I think, well, am I including the right details? Should I talk about it this way? Should I say that? Am I doing it in the right order? That's my imposter syndrome, if you will, around sharing stories. Mm -hmm. Is there a right way or a wrong way to do it, I guess?
1: So (laughs) yes and no. I mean, no, because it's your story and no, because you were the one who experienced it. You experienced it in your way and you are going to tell it the way that you remember it and the way that you experienced it. That's what gives you your voice. That's what gives you your personality. The reason that you are so fearful of telling the story or sharing stories with people is because and I'm speaking like so confidently with this, it happens to me constantly. You're too wrapped up in what other people are going to think. And that's not how we attract our tribe, as they say, right? Like that's not how we find our people or our community. Like we find our community by purely being ourselves. I can't even tell you how many different personalities, how many, not personalities, but how many different lifestyles, I guess I have tried throughout my 30 years of existence, right? Like, I tried so many different types of clothes on, different fashions, different ways of speaking, different vocabulary, different circles of friends. And until you figure out your authentic, true self, you're not going to be content. You're not going to be content with the stories that you're telling. You're not going to be confident with the stories you're telling. You're not going to be confident or happy with the people you're hanging out with or surrounding yourself with. All the creativity that you're putting out in the world, it's coming from a pure place. So tap into that more. Who is that person that is creating this brand? Why is it meaningful to them? What story did it spark? Or what story sparked this creation? And that's where your branding should live, in my humble opinion. <laughs> is, and it doesn't necessarily need to be one specific story. Many people have issue with that. Is my clients like, I'll tell them, let's come up with an anecdote. Let's come up with an anecdote. And the reason for that is we want to pull people in. Details, 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 right? You were saying you are fearful that not telling the right details. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes someone who's used to writing the details to help you ask the right questions. Well, did you go through the five senses? Did you smell anything? Did you taste anything? What did you feel physically, emotionally? What did you see? Was there smoke? What color was the smoke? Was it thick? Was it thin, right? Like those types of details. And like, it doesn't need to be one exact moment all the time for our anecdote, but I try to get it that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because if we can pull somebody into our world in one exact moment with lots of details and make ourselves or a customer or, you know, a human, the center of that story, us as humans can relate to that person in that moment. Even if it's something as simple as Friday night dinner, Sunday night dinner, we've all had dinner on Fridays and Saturday nights, you know, but how can we pull somebody into our world while also creating an emotion to pull them into purchasing for our brand?
0: I often look at people who are around me on social media, people that I know who tell stories really well, a lot of content creators who are friends. Mm And I look at their stories and I think, okay, that's an awesome story. I love how she pulled out the details and thought about it and figured out how to relate that back to her business. And then I'll just sit there and I'll think about it and I'll go, okay, why don't I, I don't have a story like that. So how can we use other people's stories to get inspired to find our own?
1: What did you love so much about that story? What was it that was, again, relatable to you? Mm -hmm. What did it spark inside you? What memory did it trigger for you? Right? All these things, because you were drawn to that story, that content, that person for a reason. And again, I just like think of public relations, right? In public relations, there's this term called spinning, where you take an idea, (laughs) you take an event that occurred, and you spin it to use for the best possible outcome for the audience that you're intended to target. And how can you take that content, that person, that story, whatever triggered you, not triggered in a negative sense, I know triggered has a negative connotation to it, but whatever connected you with that person, event, whatever it was, and how can you spin it into your own world? So let's just say, for instance, you are scrolling through content for that dairy farmer and he was, you know, taking me through his life and he went to go microwave. See how that can like translate into your own story about the microwave and the frequencies mm. and stuff. Say his microwave scared the cows like when it beeped or something or the microwave waves. I'm totally not a science person as you can tell, but <laughs> the waves right that were coming out of the, the microwave. Like it spooked his horse or whatever. You can then be like, Oh my God, I was watching this really funny TikTok video, link your post right to the TikTok video or have it as your content to draw Mm -hmm. people in and write your own story at the bottom. There's so many different ways that we can use other people's stories to connect people to our own stories too. That's Mm -hmm. really cool.
0: Okay. Well, I think that is probably a really good place to uh, end this conversation. Just Get inspired by other people's stories and figure it out. Figure out what about that story relates to you and start telling. Just start, right? We Mm -hmm. just have to start. So which network or where is the best place for people to get in touch with you if they'd like to check out your stories or if they want to get some help with their own stories?
1: Yes, so you can find me on Instagram just at Kaylee Elwell. Or my website is currently KayleeLLdesigns.com. So I can help you design your story, craft your story. And those are probably the two best places, Instagram and my website.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You've helped me figure out maybe that I'm not so bad at telling stories. And uh, (laughs) maybe I'll start telling a few more stories on on my own social media.
1: Yes, please do. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Be Flossom, the good enough podcast. Before you leave, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode when I'll be talking to another perfectly imperfect entrepreneur. If you're looking for the show notes, head on over to beflossom.ca, where you'll also find all the links to connect with today's guest.